Hello? Uh, check one. Check two. Are we recording? 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 Previously on Death Perspectives. If we at the club and we trying to talk to the same girl and I'm leaving the bathroom and you leave without washing your hands, I'm telling homegirl you don't wash your hands. Dirty hand ass. Welcome back, Death Perspective listeners. We have a special treat for you this week. We've got an Izzy's Southwest Love Corner. Well, I've been hoping and I've been drinking and I've been smoking and I've been thinking Girl, I've been hoping and drinking and smoking and thinking about you Izzy Howdy, how y'all doing? Howdy, how y'all doing? I love it, I love it. Hey, so we got a uh, we got a special special question from one of our fervent listeners, specifically for you. Are you ready for it? Always. Okay, okay. So Martine sent an email to the Deaf Perspective email, and Martine says, "Izzy." I have been dating a very wonderful man for about three years now. We really helped each other through pandemic and he's Mm. really there for me and I can't see myself being with anyone else other than this wonderful gentleman. Called him a wonderful gentleman. You see this? You see this? It gets better. Mm. It gets better. Hold, hold, Hold for it. Hold for it. We've talked about marriage several times. And I'm really ready to pull the trigger. But, Mm. but, here goes the but. Y'all ready? (laughs) This man's dental hygiene is less than stellar. All right, let's see what she means by this. Less than stellar. She says, he never flosses his teeth. Okay, this is a problem. Never rinses and... Some days I believe he skips a day brushing. I have gone as far as to feel his toothbrush after he's left for work and have found it dry. Mm. I will not let him cook because his hands are always so dirty. Boy, this is a mess. Hold on here. I will not let him cook because his hands always stay so dirty on several occasions. I have given him a manicure and cleaned under his nails. Hmm. Martine, this sounds like a problem. Izzy, Izzy, what do you you think here? She wants this man to marry her, but his breath ain't right, his teeth ain't right, and his hands is filthy. What say you, sir? I think... It's Martine's fault. I think <laughs> okay, it's all Martine's okay, fault. Okay, tell me, tell me, tell me. Tell Martine, us why haven't you straight up told your man? Why do you brush your teeth, man? Why do you brush your teeth? <laughs> and Martine, I got to ask you, as a woman, how many infections have you had from this man who don't wash his hands? Oh. Martine, Martine. <laughs> How's the hygiene, Martin? Oh boy! Oh I don't boy! Know. This took a left turn. Know. This took a left turn. I don't like. Damn. I don't that's like a, this one. I don't like that's this a real one. Real question, right there. Now I tell you, 
this is what you do. If you're man sensitive, you feel like you just can't talk to him, you don't want to hurt his feelings about it. If he does propose, if he does propose to you, put some hand sanitizers on his hands before he give you that ring. That <laughs> might, that <laughs> might send the message and let him know. Because, you know, he's going to pull out the ring. It's a nice ring if he loves you, Martine. Hopefully it's going to be, it's going to be blinging for you. It's going to put this nice, beautiful rock next to these dirty fingernails, Martine. No. You need to make him look at that. Make him see it. Do something silly. But I got to say, if you can't talk to this man straight up and let him know, yo, your toothbrush was dry, my guy. I didn't hear you run the water when you went to the bathroom. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. This, might, this might not be the man you need to marry, Martine. That's all I got to tell you, sweetheart. Hey, hold on. In his defense, in his defense, he could save a lot of money on that diamond and get one murky with a whole lot of inclusions because the filthiest, <laughs> the filthiest diamond <laughs> looks clean as hell and some nasty-ass fingertips. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Martine, don't listen to this, man. Don't listen to this, man. He's going to have you <laughs> fucked up out here. I'm saying, Martine, Martine, does he kick game fresh to you, even though the breath is nasty, even though the breath is from yesterday? It can't, it can't be fresh. It can't be fresh. I mean, my man's right. mouth smelling like last Tuesday, and he giving you game from the future. It's got to be something to say about that. <laughs> right. What's keeping you around, Martine? What's keeping you around at the man breaks? Oh, 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 Marty McFly mouth. What the hell is he doing? What's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Martin, you need you need to reassess some shit. I'm sorry to tell you, honey. Uh, this this one might be on you, baby girl. Hey, that's a big one for me. The hygiene, you got to you got to keep up on it, Martin. I think Izzy's right on yeah. this one. I think Izzy's right on this one. Yeah, I just think just like a good you know heart to heart conversation uh, is the best way to go about that, and just be honest with them, and just kind of say like you know, I love you. I want to be with you. But there are some issues, and it's also a thing of where it's like, okay, you shouldn't just do this for me. You should do it for you. You should do it for like your own self care and your own, you know, to pre preserve yourself. That's true. Because that's true. If he does that, it's just like then that will, you know, that will make her respect him more. I agree. I agree. But what I think you should do, Martine, I think you should call his mama and tell him how filthy he is and make that nigga gargle with some bleach. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that was too, yeah. That's what I think. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay, Deaf Perspective listeners. That was our Izzy Southwest Love Corner, saving relationships one question at a time. Well, I've been hoping and I've been drinking. Well, I've been smoking and I've been thinking. Girl, I've been hoping and thinking, smoking and drinking about you. Okay, Deaf Perspective listeners, I hope you are ready for our world class media review. I've been waiting all week. We got some really, really, really good albums that we reviewed last week, all of which I listened to, and I give both of you guys an A++ for all your recommendations. I appreciate you. But I also, this week, am going to hit you with a spoiler alert. A spoiler alert mm. right now, because right. I'm going to review The Batman. Oh, yeah. okay. I went to see it last okay. night with my dude. 
that thing was hella long. Uh, we gonna get to get into it in a minute. I think I'm gonna review that last. So after we do Jaffa's vinyl digging in the crates, um, if y'all don't want to hear the spoiler, just go ahead and cut the podcast off. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. let's start with first and foremost, Izzy. Do yeah. you have a iOS for us this week? You know, I renamed it iOS, right? I love it. That's, that's yeah. so hard, bro. Izzy's Why didn't I think of that? I don't know, but that's like the update for the Apple software, iOS, right? <laughs> right, right, right. That's so hard. Right, right. So we go do iOS. Yeah, Izzy, do you have an iOS for us this week? That's uh, Izzy's obscure selections. If you guys are just now tuning in, if you are not avid listeners, this week, this week, my obscure selection. It's coming from an artist that I really, really love. Dude is really dope. A producer, an amazing singer, super prolific songwriter. His name is Clarence Clarity. Clarence Clarity. He's from the UK. He's been doing this since about I think he I think his first album came out 2015. Um the boy is singing, man. The album I want to talk about today is 2018 album called think peace okay think i got i got it pulled up here peace. i got it pulled up here man I'm, I'm gonna tell you it is pop it's I, I i don't know if i would call it hyper pop but it's it's pop in its truest sense it sounds like it sounds like if Michael Jackson made an album with NSYNC and I, I know that i know that sounds weird i know that sounds weird i know First thing is like, why, why the fuck would I listen to an NSYNC album? But the production is disgusting. This this white boy can fucking sing, man. This nigga, his harmonies are so on point. It's um, but it's not it's not poppy in what you would hear on the radio. But the elements of it definitely sound like pop so it's it's hard to explain you know just <laughs> if michael if michael jackson made a uh, album with nsync it would sound something like this it's crazy and you said you say where is he from the uk yeah he's he's from uh london i think okay yeah yeah, yeah it, he's from london yeah it looks like the first album was 2015 and there's another one here i think De- dead sea scrolls i don't know if um that is a yeah that's a full album that was 2020 it's, mm. it, that one's that's a full album, but it is um it's this ambient album. Okay, so, so no lyrics. No, no lyrics. Um, it's, it might be something you might want to put on to I don't know trip out on or do yoga to or something. But if you if you want if you want beats if you want hard hitting lyrics you want you know dope songs. Think Peace is a great one to start out. The 2015 album is called No Now, and it's a it's a it's a dope concept album. It's supposed to be played, you know, back to back, um, a couple of times through. But um it's it's a it's a lot more experimental than Think Peace. Think Peace is definitely more formulated. It sounds more poppy, it sounds like he's honing in on 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 what he wants to do. And um he's got a twenty twenty one album that he put out. It's called Vanishing Act. I haven't heard that one yet, so I can't um I can't give y'all any commentary on that, but think peace. I would say listen to that first. And then if you like it, you dig it, and you want him to get a bit more experimental, check out No Now. Y'all check out Clarence Clarity. I'm excited about that one. Izzy, you never steered me wrong, so we're gonna we're gonna see what's up with that. 
But I do yeah, have a check, question. Check out the kid. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna check him out. We're gonna check him out and see what it is. Little Michael Jackson and um in in sync and see what see what's up. Right. <laughs> not my, not really my forte, but if you say the production is great, you know I'm all about the production. So we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna see what it is. Now, Jaffa, I do have a question for you, sir. I know right. you spend a vast portion of your day digging through the crates, searching for vinyl, spinning mm-hmm. records. And That's really, what I do. Yep, and, and really appreciating the craft of music. So, sir, I think All right. I am ready for a review. All right. I or a suggestion. One, a suggestion of some vinyl or uh, old or new. You okay. know. So so what I'm um so what I'm doing today is actually something new. It just came out this year. Uh it's by this. Uh, it's by this group called Moonchild, and they just put out a new album called Starfruit. Uh, and they're this, um, there's this like neo soul trio out of LA. Um, and actually, it's funny, we just got this record in at the shop, and uh, my boss texted me, he's like, Yo, check this record out. I think you'll dig it. You know, and, and like by this point, he's pretty good at, you know, calling out something that he knows I'll lie that he knows will be in my wheelhouse and like sure enough you know I listen to it I'm like yeah this is the business it's just like this really just smooth chill like vibed out uh I even hate the term like neo soul because just like to me it's just like soul music uh but it's just like super like vibed out really chill and it's funny because this trio out of LA um even going back to you know what you mentioned about your recommendation, Izzy, they're white. So mm. I didn't find that out till like I was, you know, more than halfway through like listening to the record and I like you know, Google look I'm like, oh snap, like yeah. oh, okay. But um but you know, like this whole like all the songs are all the songs are chill, they're great to vibe to. They've got um you know, cameos from uh, um, Layla Hathaway, who, as you may not know, is the daughter of the late, great Donny Hathaway. Donny Hathaway. No, exactly, yeah. And uh, if you haven't heard Layla, man, she definitely, like, her voice is amazing. She definitely got, you know, her talents from her dad. You know, should check her music out, too. Uh, but she's on the first track called Tell Him. Also, um, Rhapsody's on the track to Tank and Bangers. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah no, nah, like, it's the business, man. It's definitely something that, you know, you put it on, you'll vibe. It's, you know, it's a great, you know, Sunday afternoon record, but it's also a great everyday record, too. So, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give this a spin because this is actually my third recommendation for Moonchild this week, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, so I'm going to check that out and yeah, see what's up nah, with that I, you said neo neo soul yeah but just it's just like good vibed out soul i, I think right. like the term neo soul gets thrown around because it's because it sounds closer to like classic soul or like 70s soul it's not as like overproduced as like 90s or 2000s or like modern era r&b um but I think I just like hate that term because it's like to to me soul music is soul music. But you know yeah. I tend to like all the old shit. Like like I tend to like all the you know sixties and seventies stuff. You know you know like you know what I'm into. I'm into that Motown. I'm into that Stacks. I'm into right. you know 
all the '70s stuff, like you know, you know, like Stevie, Marvin, Curtis, like all that. So anything that's, you know, or like you know, Aretha is as well. So anything that's kind of in that, you know, anything that's in that world, you know, I'm obviously down with. But at the same time, you know, I love '90s R&B too, and I love like yeah. Jack, and I love all that. So that's that's, that's, that's crazy because you you the, you the yeah. guy that like will will hear a song. And I'll be like, uh, yo, yo, that's 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 a Puff Daddy joint. And then you'll be like, nah, 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 wait a minute. You'll, <laughs> nah, you'll hear like, the Puff Daddy track and be like, that's Aretha Franklin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing. It's like, I remember when, you know, Coolio came out with, you know, Gangsta's Paradise, when, you know, Dangerous Minds came out. And everyone mm. was like loving that song, and I was just like, "Yo, it's a Stevie song." And people were like, "No, right, <laughs> right, right, right," you know. Or like, oftentimes, if I, you know, I've had times where I've, you know, been on a date with a young lady back when I was single. You know, I'd bring somebody over, I'd throw on songs of the key of life, you know, and Pastime Paradise would come on. They'd be like, "Oh, I know this one." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> you think you know you. that one? You think you right. know? That one. Right. <laughs> yeah, you think you know that one? But yeah. <laughs> You got a classic you want to uh, highlight? Uh, March 3rd, which was Thursday, uh, was the 50th anniversary of Stevie Wonder's music in my mind. That record came out uh, 50 years ago that day. And that record is an important record because uh, that's kind of like the first of you know Stevie's classic period. It was like the, the first record that he put out after he turned 21 and, you know, re-signed his deal with Motown and just kind of said, like, I'm not going to do this Motown shit anymore. I want to do what I want to do. And I have these sounds in my head that I want to get out. And he hooked up with these two uh, programmers named Robert Mangalef and Malcolm Cecil and got together with them and started making these records. And these were the records, you know, like this is what became music of my mind, talking book, intervisions, fulfillment for finale that everyone says is like Stevie's classic era and his classic period. But mm. music of my mind was the first to start that whole thing. So, you know, I've been listening to that record a lot lately and I've kind of been reading articles online and people kind of, you know, like talking about it and kind of the, 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 the impact culturally and artistically of those records and what Stevie did. It was just really just one of the first like tr true mashups of like artistic integrity and commercial viability. Cause you know, these records got popular and sold lots of records right. and they're, you know, and we still listen to this music to this day. To me, it's some of the stuff that like, it doesn't sound dated to me. Like I know it's from the seventies, but it still sounds so relevant to me. Right, right, right. You know? So, you know, I've just been one I've just been like taking the time to like celebrate that this week. I mean, that's nothing new. I'm always listening to that. So, you know, I, I never need an excuse. But um but but yeah, that record had a big impact on me when I was a little kid. Like the album cover has this this crazy trippy um collage in the middle of it and i just remember like as an eight-year-old kid just like sitting on like my bedroom floor and like looking at it and like tripping out you know and this is like before drugs you know so, <laughs> right 
so yeah so you know so that's, that's what's up so like, so stevie wonder music of my mind yeah yeah if you haven't heard that record you know check it out uh talking book which came out like later that year you know everyone knows that mm-hmm. one because of superstition and you were the sunshine of my life and all that and yeah. that's obviously a classic too but if you haven't heard music on my mind, like check that record out and get familiar with it. Because... I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go re-listen. I'm gonna go re-listen and see what's up. Yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's up. We'll chop it up about it. All right, y'all. So I have, and this is this is where the spoilers begin right here, ladies Uh-oh. and gentlemen, Deaf Perspective listeners. So if you don't want to hear the spoiler for the Batman, then cut the podcast off now. Go see the film and then finish this episode. So last night. I went to go see The Batman with my boy Greg, right? We went to um, the theater in Emeryville, just uh, just north of here. We were going to see it in IMAX, but I really wasn't feeling the IMAX because my, my allergies are acting up and my eyes are real puffy, and I really didn't want to put any more strain on my eyes with them, them crazy glasses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but I will tell you this. This film is three hours long. <laughs> I cannot imagine like one of the show self sitting in a theater from ten thirty to frickin' what's that one thirty in the morning one. to watch the, to watch this movie. Yeah, I could, that's some like Irishman shit. I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. Now the film was good. Do I feel like they could have cut thirty to forty five minutes out? Yep, because there was there was some scenes that were not really too relevant. One thing that I will say, um, I think Robert Pattinson is a good Batman. I'll I'll, mm-hmm. I'll I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Oh, oh, all right. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, do you do you know like can you rank like what would be your ranking? Like okay. Okay. Like who's your top? And then can you do like one, two, three, four, five? Sure, sure, sure. I think I could do that. I think I could do that. Right. So we are going to start at the very top with Michael Keaton, of course. Right. right. The Watch best it. Batman, hands down. No one no one's gonna no one's gonna touch him. And uh, then we're gonna go with Christian Bale. Christian Bale would be mm-hmm. number two. Um then I'm gonna go ahead number three, I'm gonna give it to Robert Pattinson. But what about my boy Adam West? No, oh, I forgot about Adam West. Okay, so <laughs> all right. Yeah. So alright, uh four alright, so am I judging that based upon <laughs> the mastery that we see very frequently in cinema today or am i judging that upon the level of acting that we saw um in the 70s what am i doing here all the factors all the factors factors. so i'm gonna put adam west probably right after robert pattinson probably right there Okay. Right, right there, right yeah. there. Val Kilmer, George Clooney, and uh, I keep forgetting his name. Uh, ben Affleck. Oh, ben, uh, Affleck. ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. All terrible not... Batman. Yeah, I refused <laughs> to see it because you know I just I just remember hearing about it or hearing about him playing Batman right after like the the last Christian Bale Batman movie. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, no. No, I mean, it's funny. Our lists are similar, except that, like, I would switch Christian Bale and Michael Keaton. Like, Christian Bale's number one 
for me. Oh, you think Christian Bale took Michael Keaton's? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this this is my this is my qualm. This is my qualm with that right there, right? Christian Bale. A lot of the times in the in the most recent three. Now that's the best trilogy. I'll give you that. That's the best Batman trilogy without a doubt, right? But I feel like he just was not believable with the tough guy shit. Like the whole like. Where are they? That shit, man. Like, come on, bro. You sound like you just trying way too hard to sound scary. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I can see that. I just, I don't know, but I think overall, Christian Bale's performance had that like darker edge to it. Uh, just like how those films were made, and I'm not even that big of a comic book movie dude, if I'm being honest. But just those movies were made so well, and they just had this like really just strong dark edge to it i mean i'm obviously always gonna love michael keaton um and his take on it especially in the first one with you know jack as the joker um but yeah man it was just uh like for me personally christian bill kind of like got that first spot just like a, a, a couple points up it's like definitely close between those two and will, then, like after that, everyone else is what it is. You know? I will, I will, I will give you that, that. That I think that the Christopher Nolan, the three Batman movies by Christopher Nolan were probably the three best Batman movies. But as far as the performance, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta vehemently dis- disagree with you, and uh, give it to my dude Michael Keaton. I really yeah, do. But no. they were, they were two, di- they were two very, very different feels, though, right? So the yeah, yeah. Christopher that's not Nolan a wrong answer too. Right. So yeah, I mean, there really is no wrong answer. You like what you like, right? I mean, if you like yeah. the cartoonish bat pal you know all that, all that crap <laughs> yeah. then okay adam west and val kilmer george clooney those are probably your guys right right because it's exactly. very much the types of films those were right but if you mm-hmm. want if you want like original batman um i think that you're probably going to swing more toward michael keaton robert pattinson if you want dark knight detective oh it's definitely christian bale <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah just yeah. just like, brutal yeah, like yeah, like that's my Batman. That's like the side I ride on is the dark right. shit. That's so. what's up. That's what's up. So we had we had a lot of really really good actors in this film, and man, the gorgeous Zoe Kravitz played Selena Kyle, mm-hmm. Catwoman, Ooh. in this. And I gotta tell you, my dude, this woman might be perfect. Honestly, <laughs> to be honest uh, with you, uh, I'm very on, much man. crushing. You got, like, like the jeans she has, man. Like Lenny Kravitz and Lisa Bonet. Come on, bro. Listen, the jeans, the jeans, the jeans that she had are, are, are bell bottoms. They're definitely bell bottoms. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I put that all on her mama. I mean, if, if I'm being honest, right. oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. So in in this film, one one actor that I really wanted to highlight is Jeffrey Wright. You know who Jeffrey Wright is? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So he I love this guy. and amongst other other awesome roles yeah. right right Great right character. he was in um hbo's uh what was that westworld he was one of the main characters in Westworld. He did a great job in that, right? But he's uh he's James Gordon, um, not yet Commissioner Gordon in this film. And the uh, the two the two villains in the film are the Riddler and the Penguin. And I'm really really glad that they did they didn't make the Penguin all cheesy, right? 
But because yeah, you, you easily can. Oh yeah, with rock, 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 all that, right? I mean, for, you know, <laughs> yeah. for, for Batman like all the Return, Devito shit, right? Which and that was cool for the time, you know, it being a right, Tim Burton yeah, cool film. Time, yeah. That was cool. It was kind of playful, and it was you know still yeah. still kind of dope, right? Dark like Tim Burton films usually are. Um, yeah. But yeah, your boy Colin Farrell. Um, of course, I think there, there's a lot of prosthetics that went on. He's he's almost um, unrecognizable in the film. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's how that's how well he played that role. Um and Colin Farrell did the the penguin. Yeah, he was the penguin. He was the penguin. And it wasn't cartoonish at all. It wasn't cartoonish okay. at all. Um and the, the Riddler um was also he was he was kinda dark compared to the other Riddler um roles that we've seen. Um yeah. then I I don't really even want to get into Jim Carrey as the, the Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> awesome Batman forever, right? I mean <laughs> That was just way over the top, and that—that's one thing yeah. that this film absolutely. Let's carry though. Right, right, and that's what you—that's what you're expecting, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was this film was not as over the top as previous Batman films were. Who there, played the Riddler again? I I know, but I forgot. Uh, Dan, no, Paul Dano, Paul Dano. Oh yeah. 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 This yeah. is a this Great is a actor. guy. Right. This is a guy that I've seen in several films, but I didn't know his name. Um, and yeah. uh. Uh, Alfred yep. Andy Circus. Do you know Andy Circus? Yes, yes. Alfred Pennyworth in this film, and mm. he oh. played he played a good role. He played a good role. Um, of course, okay. there's always that 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 allegory aspect, that symbolism aspect that you see in most uh, Batman films. The whole sacrificing for the good of the city type deal, right. and um, it, it was it was a crazy scene where there was like this uh, this electric transformer. This is one of the one of the end action scenes. There was like an electric transformer hanging from the ceiling inside something that was supposed to be akin to uh, Madison Square Gardens. It was called Gotham Square Gardens. But oh, there, was, yeah. there was water flooding the bottom of the arena, and this uh, and there were people in the water, and this electrical device was hanging there. And Batman jumped over, swang over to it, and like cut it loose and fell in the water, like he was falling in and <laughs> becoming born again, baptized, right? Because then he emerged from the water, <laughs> oh, right? Yeah, that's oh, and it started, okay. they started removing debris out the way, and then he was helping people across the water like he was Moses crossing the Red Sea, right? It was cute. It was, it was cute. That's it was tough. cute. That's tough. It was cute. It was cute. There was some good symbolism there. Um, the, yeah. the dialogue was really cool. It was kind of, it was, it was to the point. Um, and that very last, I did not see the end credit scene because from, most accounts that I could uh, I could gather, it, it really wasn't worth staying till after the credits. But um, <laughs> already been there three hours, right? And I'm like, dude, I'm tired. I gotta go to bed. So, um, yeah, good film. Um, the Riddler gets captured in the end. There's your spoiler, y'all. There's your spoiler, right? Um, yeah. He puts bombs all over the city, and the city floods. And uh, the Riddler actually meets what I think might be the Joker in the jail cell next to him in uh, Arkham Asylum, but mm. I will say that I'm off. Is it Joaquin Phoenix? No, and I'm so disappointed that it wasn't. That's that's uh. what pissed me off. I was like, <laughs> he, did, he did such a good job as the Joker, why not let him continue to be the Joker? Yeah, but What's like, up with I can that? see yeah, but like I can see Joaquin Phoenix just doing like a one and done one of those actors. He doesn't seem like a guy that seems to be like he wants to like, you know, milk a franchise, you know. He's mm. definitely like you know, someone who considers himself an artist, you know, so, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I, I also, but I, I loved his Joker. I love that whole movie. Okay. I so so question, that, question for you. Who, 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 who do you think did Joker the best? 
You, you rate that okay. for me. All right. So now let's get into our list. Yes. Let's get into our list about that. I mean, um, I'd say uh, Heath Ledger. Easy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Number one. Yep. Yeah, yeah, like number one. I think that's debatable, though, with Joaquin Phoenix. I don't really know. It's debatable because that was more like an origin film, right? It was more of an origin film. You really didn't see the diabolical, murderous, just out-of-control Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. I think if if we would have had the opportunity to see that Joker from Joaquin Phoenix, we may be singing a different tune. I do agree with you on Heath Ledger, but it's a close second for me, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, I, I mean, definitely to me, I'd say like Joaquin and Jack go back and forth because even with the even with Jack being a little more cartoonish, it's still fucking Jack. You know, come on, it's, you know. I mean, yeah, he's made bad movies, like, but who hasn't in a fifty-year like film career? When I saw that first Batman movie in '89, you know, I was a little kid, so I hadn't seen like like that was the first time I had saw Jack my first exposure to him like i hadn't seen the shining or cuckoo's nest so i was like man like who is this guy man like this guy is a trip man it's crazy so it, yeah, it, comes, it kind of brings a question to mind though is is do we romanticize the things that we saw that in, in our formative years that were like groundbreaking and um oh. just brand new experiences for us do, do we romanticize them and then and then call them the best because i very much hold michael keaton up on on this pedestal as far as batman goes um but mm-hmm. I, and I would like to think that it was his acting that did it but i mean i don't know maybe i should go back and look and then maybe my tune will change yeah. as far as my batman rankings go you know? actually it's funny we're even talking about this i just read this uh this oral history of uh uh prince's batman soundtrack album and kind of like what oh, went on wow. with that and kind of how it wasn't it was more so kind of like a companion piece to the movie it wasn't like a straight um soundtrack album because obviously denny elfman did the uh, score right uh, right right but you know prince just kind of wrote these songs like inspired by the movie and it was just kind of like a tie-in and it was basically just kind of like warren was doing this movie and it was kind of like man this is like a good idea to like get on this and do it because it's going to be an instant hit sure sure (laughs) but i gotta tell you this i gotta tell you this best soundtrack song to batman was what i know you know what it is uh <laughs> are you talking about uh kim rose seal seal kiss from the road yeah. yeah yeah dude that's yeah. The, that was the best one bro that was the best one yeah. that was the best <laughs> one i mean i don't know if there was much competition though but that was the best one for sure right. for sure okay deaf perspective listeners that's all we have for this week join us next week for a brand new episode, like, subscribe, listen, and stream. Peace. Yeah! Damn, Jaffa. It got bad again, bro. The audio got bad again, bro. It's, I don't know what's going on. Why, why it's so choppy? Hey, could you like hang your whole ep- upper torso out of the bathroom window and like stand at the top? Can you use your core strength? <laughs> yeah. yeah.